face as the top guy in the strap? Uh, that's not my job. My job is to go out here and do as best I can as, as myself. Uh, I'm competing against myself every day to be the best version of myself because they always taught us to do so. You know, I can't control where I'm drafted, who drafts me, um, but whoever does, you know, I'll be super grateful for them to take a chance on me. a factor he gets his arm it's a fumble it's picked up it's fumbled again at the line C.J. Stroud, Ohio State. All right, Helzer. So we got, got the meat and potatoes of this episode. It's our uh, Dynasty Rookie Mock Draft. Uh, for this one, we're going to go two rounds. Uh, so we'll do one. It'll be a one QB draft. Um, we're not doing any landing spots for uh, any of the players here. So it'll just be straight up prospects. Uh, Helzer is going to take the even picks. I or Helzer is going to take the odd picks, so he's going to have the number one pick, and then I will have number two and the rest of the even picks. So, uh, whenever you're ready, Helzer, you can go ahead and uh, you're on the clock. All right. Well, obviously, consensus here, one QB league. Uh, we're going to go B. John Robinson here, so we're going to put that in. Um, it's I don't really have to explain too much. You know, he literally does it all. He's he's the best prospect since Saquon coming out. Um, he's even he's projected to be a first rounder, which I think he can go mid to late first round. So I think this right here is just a no brainer number one pick. Um, like I said here, um, he could easily go ten here in the draft too, which doesn't happen in a long time for running backs. He can go anywhere from them. So uh, yeah, I'm taking Beach on here. Yeah, it's a solid pick. Um, I think, like you said, it's a consensus number one overall. Don't really have to think about it too much. Um, number two. So this one is, this is going to be interesting because now I think, you know, previously we had lock, uh, a lock here with Jameer Gibbs. Um, mm -hmm. you know, you still have, now you have Jackson Smith and Jigba, I think is, is in, is, is in the picture here at number two. I think he had a good enough pro day, good enough combine answered a lot of questions the tape doesn't lie i mean i think he's the number one receiver in this class by far yeah. and i think there is there is uh there is a legitimate reason for him to be drafted in uh the second pick in one qb leagues uh, however i i think um and my strategy has always been uh running backs are currency i think if you got a shot to take a running back um, get three, four, or five years out of them. You know, you know what you're gonna get. I mean, maybe you can kind of find somebody that could get you 14 to 16 points a game. Um, you know, he's that PPR type of guy. That that's the kind of running backs that I like. So I'm gonna go yep. Jameer Gibbs here too. Yeah, typical Alvin Kamara. Um, yeah, it, exactly. You know, I think he's uh, the, no doubt the best pass catching uh, running back in this draft. Um, I don't think the landing spot will deter me enough to get a get me off the number two pick here 
Um, I think it, it obviously if he goes to a place where uh, they utilize the running back or have a PPR situation, um, there certainly uh, could be potential here for Jameer Gibbs to take off and be better than Bijan in year one, depending on where he lands. But to my opinion, um, I love having the, the PPR running back studs. Uh, I'll take Jameer Gibbs at two and be happy with it. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, really, like you said, in these one QB leagues, uh, receiver could go easily too. But with these running backs, the way that they are, um, and the, especially you have a pass catch running back, and if you play one point PPR like we do, um, I think that, that right there is enough to take Gibbs over JSN. And we know we love JSN, um, especially what he brings to the table. Like you already said, you sold me. He's primarily a slot guy, but he's also one of them guys. Like they always say, he could lead the league in targets and receptions in the next three years, and no one will be shocked or anything like that and he's just he's a typical slot too where he's going to catch everything and even if it's over the middle the way he just his body but at the same time he's in he's the easy number three pick along with uh, Gibbs gone so I'm going to take uh, JSN here at three like I said you've sold it enough and uh, yeah that's an easy one for us all right JSN at three so now I think this is where the draft gets interesting I, I do think that I agree the top three picks of at least rookies here are going to be Robinson, Gibbs, and JSN in some type of order. Um, me at four here, uh, you know, I you like. You can get Jordan wild, Addison's dude. This tape. is what we're here for. You can get I, wild. I, you know, I like Jordan Addison's tape. I, I didn't like, you know, I'm not in love with the measurables and what he did at the combine. I know, you know, that's not the end all be all. Like, he can still run routes and get open. Um, and I think behind you know jsn uh, there's him there's zay flowers who you know could be a, a good uh, wide receiver in this league as well this is where landing spots will definitely play a, a key role into who's going to go here at four but no landing spots here on the board i'm going to stick with jordan addison here at four i, I still think that he's a first round pick there's a lot of questions about quentin johnson i mean he didn't even get invited to the draft so what does that tell you um, I think Addison's still a lock to be a first-round pick. I think he's going to fit into a team where he probably won't be the, uh, you know, the number one receiver, but he could definitely step in and be your slot guy, be the number two guy, and operate um, very well. Uh, like I said, he he runs good routes. He can get open. His film was terrific um, at Pitt. Uh, dealt with some injuries at USC. Litnikoff winner, man. Here for me at four, exactly. So. He's got the talent. I, I think the talent is, is there. If he goes to a good spot, certainly this could be somebody else. But for me right now, it's Addison at four. Okay. No, I like that. You know, I like Addison too. And uh, like you said, he's probably going to be a number two, like with the slot guy. And he's going to be a typical prototype. Like a, Maybe he could be the wide receiver 1A kind of. You see like a Chase and Higgins, he has the talent. So I like to the pick there. Mm -hmm. So five here. Um I guess I'm being a homer here, but I really love this guy. Like, I just think he's going to last long in, in the league, and I think that actually he just is very polished for the running back position. I'm going to go Zach Charbonnet here um, at pick uh, five. And the reason why I'm doing that is just, like I said, is just he has the size. He can move well. He, he's a better A.J. Dillon, in my opinion. And the only thing he has to work on is his hands, but at the same time, he's still a receiving threat out of the backfield. And I just, I really like the way that he can just be a typical bell cow just based on size and the way he runs the football and his vision. So I'm going to take Charbonnet here. Yeah, I really like the pick. I thought about taking Charbonnet at four, 
Um, obviously, they could all change uh, depending on the landing spots, but I, I do really like the pick. I think Charbonnet could end up playing in, in a lot of different uh, offensive schemes. Like you said, he's, he's very versatile. Um, you know, if there is one thing, it'll probably be his pass blocking, his third down pass yep. pro sets and uh, catching the ball. But, I mean, he could definitely be the guy in, a, in an offense for you. So, all right. So my pick here at six, um, I think I'm going to get a little... Uh, Nah, I don't know if you call it spicy. I don't know if you call it spicy here, but <laughs> this is a wide receiver that I love. I think he's arguably the second best receiver in this class. I'm gonna go Zay Flowers here at six. I think uh, he's climbing up people's draft boards. He had a really good combine. Um, I think uh, he's a solid receiver in my opinion. Um, I I just really like the way he's always open in his film. Like you you put on that Boston College film. Uh, he was always open, and I mean, I couldn't tell you who the quarterback is, but he he made a lot of good plays in uh, Boston College. So I think um, when you know he when QBs uh, targeted him during that season, the QB rating was a 106 in his uh, senior year or his last year as a senior in Boston College. So I think he at the end of the day, ultimately, he's going to be a better player than Quentin Johnson. Uh, so I'm going to go Zay Flowers here at the 16. Okay, and where do you where would you expect him to go? Would you expect him to go like you said around twenty to twenty nine ish area, or do you think he could even slide even before twenty just based on the type of value he has? I think that's probably the ideal fit is uh, somewhere into that late first round. I don't think he'll be in the mid discussion like JSN is, and certainly Quentin Johnson could. But I mean, if he was in that discussion and in the middle of the first round, why wouldn't he be invited to the draft? So mean, does that, he? That yeah, I don't. Right I don't there. know. That's a good question. I just, yeah, I just can't see him getting getting past the Giants though. I think for the Giants would be, for the type of receiver they need, they have a whole bunch of little guys. I think Quentin Johnson for them would be perfect at twenty four if he's there, and I would be a steal. And it's like, if he's not even invited to the draft, that does make me wonder. Yeah, so I'm gonna take Zay Flowers. I think uh, if he goes to Minnesota, Dallas. Somebody that needs a, a wide receiver like this. I mean, he worked out with Patrick Mahomes the other day, so they, there's no, there's definitely a chance that the Chiefs take him at the end of the first. So I'm gonna take Zay Flowers. I think the upside's really high here. Wow. Honestly, dude, like I said, I think that, like you said, Zay Flowers, man. Like, do you think he, like I said, what, what do you think? What do you think with him in the slot type of role that he's gonna have? Do you, you would you if he went to the Bills, the Cowboys, Bengals? I'm talking a superior NFL franchise team, the the Chiefs. Can you even consider him in the, even in it four or five? I mean, if he went to one of those high powered goes offenses, to the Bills, it certainly wouldn't play. Because what if what if Addison falls out of the first or? Um, you know, Addison goes to a, a scheme where they don't have a quarterback. They go, he goes to a team where they don't have a quarterback and Zay Flowers goes later in the draft. I, I think there will be discussions around dynasty leagues that Zay Flowers might be the next wide receiver off the board from, uh, from JSN. A lot of people have him as their wide receiver one. And I know that's crazy, but Steve Smith is a big fan of Zay Flowers. He has him over JSN. He said he just gets open. He said he just gets open, and it's true. When you watch the film, he he's their whole offense. So it's exactly. very interesting with the with the thing. I really like the pick there, JJ. Um, pick seven here, oh, man. I really don't know what to. Do. I would love to take Quentin Johnson here. Um, just based on kind of it's kind of the safe pick. 
But there's a running back I love and I'm a big fan of that really I don't think a lot of people are mentioning. And I know he's not going to get the capital, and this is where I'm going to get juicy here. But Kendra Miller, dude, from TCU, is the perfect size. And like you said, it depends what the fit is and what team. I just think he's going to be that running back that, that this year where he's actually going to go higher than people think. And I just based on he's six foot and he's over, what is he? Yeah, he's six foot, two hundred and fifteen pounds, and he's a he's a bell cow. And the way he runs, he runs really smooth. And when he gets in the end zone, it just looks really easy for him. I know that's kind of early, JJ, but I really like this kid, and that's who I'm taking here with one seven. Just if he if he goes to a great yeah. team. Yeah, you know, I I don't uh, I don't hate the the player. I think it is a little early for Kendra Miller, depending on you know where he does go. I think there might be a few uh, running backs that get taken ahead of him, but certainly, like you said, he fits the mold. Uh, could be a three-down running back um, in the next level, um, and I know that he he interviewed with a couple running back needy teams, so he could be somebody that slots in in that third or fourth round, and uh, he could have a real shot of being the guy uh, out of that backfield first. So um, it, it's just it, it, this, like you said, a, 2020 though, 7.3 yards per attempt. 2021, 7.5 yards per attempt. 2022, 6.2 yards per attempt. He had 17 rushing touchdowns last year. TCU had a pretty good offense, in, but it said that, but at the same time, it's just like those are just them guys. This is, sometimes these third round, fourth round running backs end up turning to be superstars. And it's just you look at the type of yep. mold, and that's just how I feel about it. And I, I get that same feeling I get when I see like. Not like a Le'Veon Bell. I think that's kind of too. Everybody uses that term a lot. But he really just looks smooth out there, and he looks confident, and he's got the size. So I I, I just I like throwing a dart here. Hey, I don't blame you. I think that's <laughs> an interesting pick there at seven. Um, So here at eight, this is a really tough, uh, tough selection here. I think um, at eight, if you can get this guy at eight, I think – you have to pull the trigger just because of the huge upside that he he ultimately does have upside. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. I'm not a you know a great believer in the guy. Uh, I I just don't know if he gonna is gonna be the guy that's gonna be the superstar receiver in the in the next level, take his game to the next level. But I'll take a, a shot here at Quentin Johnson at eight. Um, you know, it, he could all, he could end up being the best receiver in this class. He, you know, the draft is all at the end of the day, a, a ultimate crap shoot. Um, it's a roulette wheel, if you will. So take a spin lands on Quentin Johnson. I mean, he's a big body receiver, uh, six foot three. He runs a four five. He has good speed. He's very athletic. Uh, the worry the you know, the knock on him is that he makes a lot of body catches um, so he doesn't use his body to basically dominate and uh, make the catch. So that's something that he'll have to work on. For being a tall um, receiver, is, uh, too, using... it's weird to have that trait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, so he's got to ha- he's gonna have to work on using his athleticism and his strength to make more contested catches, or at least getting his hands in front of uh, corners and safeties, um, getting uh, instead of using his body to make those catches. So. I think uh, you know, he's he's got the size, he's got the speed, he's definitely got the makeup. Um, definitely will have to expand the route tree a little bit, but I, I mean, to get him here at eight, uh, I don't think it doesn't matter where he goes. He could be the best uh, wide receiver in the class. There's no doubt about it. So I think that the value here is definitely with Quentin Johnson. Yeah, I, I agree there. I think that's a spot where you kind of just have to be like, you know what, I got to trust that 
to the the nature of the profile of the player that it's gonna pan out um, based on the upside, like you said. So I can't blame you for taking that one eight, one nine man. Oh man, this is tough. Um, one QB league, there's no QB really. Like I said, I like Bryce Young, but at the same time, you can't really take a QB here this early. And the same, but th like I said, the Panthers, it's gonna they're gonna take a while to build around him too. You know, with based on the capital they gave up. So I'm not taking him here, even though I'm a big Bryce Young guy. I'm gonna go Devin A chain here. Um, I, I just love the. Oh man. I love the upside. Pick. Um, based on just the home run threat, you know, and you put him on a team who's competing in the playoffs or even one of them contenders. I mean, you saw this guy in the Bills, the the Bengals with the mix and stuff, and just that one play is six points and they could end up winning you a game. I mean, this guy's just got too much uh, sizzle, and I just, I really like you in a four three two forty absolutely cooking the combine the size is a little concerning 5'9 188 but at the same time these running backs are getting smaller but they're making plays and you just got to get them in space so like i said he's got the home run speed so i'm, I'm taking uh, a chain here that's a really good pick that's what i was looking at at the, <laughs> at the next pick at 10 here for me no i like the pick a lot um i i, I watched the film on a chain he definitely proved that he can run between the tackles so I think if he does beef up a little bit, um, I think what do they got him listed as right now? He's five foot eight, one eighty eight. So that's pretty decent size for a running back. Yeah. Five eight. Um, he could run between the tackles, so I think he could be, you know, part of a, a rotation. Um, certainly could be that first guy out of a backfield, depending on where he goes. Uh, but no, I really like the pick. I like the prospect. I do like the speed. The, it's very intriguing to to take at. I think right right in the mid to late first is where A chain will probably go in, in other dynasty drafts. Yeah, and it's it's like you said, it's just upside here too at this point. You know, you, there's that one play that you can get. You know, you can get a 10, 10 point performance, or you can get a thirty one based off that one play. You never know. Plus your you know your bonus points. We we roll bonus points here plus forty yards. We get an extra point. So, yeah. All right, so here at 10, um, this is probably going to be a little bit of surprise, but I don't think it. I don't think it is. He's the best player on my board right now. Um, if I, if this is the way the draft would fall, but I'm going to go Josh Downs here, uh, wide receiver from North Carolina at 10. Um, much like I had to say about Zay Flowers, I, I love. Uh, pretty much say the same thing about Josh Downs. Uh, he's open. He runs good routes. He's a deep threat too. Yes. Um, so I think he's definitely going to fit in as a slot receiver can play a little bit of outside. Uh, we'll have to probably add a little bit more muscle to do it consistently. Um, but I think, like you said about a chain, you get, uh, you get Josh Downs in space. I think he's electric too. Um, and he, he runs a good route tree. He can run routes. Like I said, he's got really good footwork and get open. Um, so in my opinion, I think he's the best player on the board at this, uh, this spot in 10 at 10. So yeah, I'm look. I'm going to take Josh Downs here. I think the uh, value is very, uh, very solid here with uh, Josh Downs. I like it, and then like I say, he's just that typical player, and he finds the end zone too. You know, on them little drag routes, or like he's just got his feet in the perfect spot. Like he's just that typical. He reminds me of Tyler Lockett, and believe it or not, mm -hmm. I think that'd be a great place for him to go. Would be Seattle. They need a number three so bad. Like I, I really think like, and he could go around there too. He's that talented. He he's probably going to go later in the first, early second. But, you know, Seattle's got a couple picks. They even got one at 37, too. So I would love to see him go as the third receiver there, maybe eventually take over for Lockett as he's getting older. Yeah, I see a lot of mock drafts have Josh Downs going to Tennessee, actually, and I think that wouldn't be a bad spot. No. The only downside is is that he's not playing with a, you know, a really good quarterback. So, you know, 
obviously landing spot is going to change a lot of this but i mean just the player in general the player overall uh yeah i gotta go down here at 10 so i'll be interested to see where uh, where he goes and what capital he gets first you see this one this one's tough for me right here man you want to go at 11 this is where you can look at quarterback tight end here you know you're in you made the, the championship if you didn't trade the pick what can you get on? Can you get the, the best quarterback? Because, you know, people are taking the running backs and receivers. Can you get the best tight end? That's kind of where I'm looking at right here at the 111. Um, based on that, I'm going to take Kincaid here. Um, reason why I'm taking mm -hmm. Kincaid here is he's a receiving tight end. And I think that, you know, based on the offense that they were running in Utah, he was the huge part of their offense. So if he needs to be a focal point of offense, he can make it happen. Like I said, it might be a little too early for tight end, but later in the first round, if he ends up turning to be a absolute, you know, superstar receiving tight end and he's a top five player, I mean, I think at one eleven, that's not a bad spot to take him. So I'll get a little risky here and I'll take Kincaid here at one eleven. I've definitely seen him go pretty early to where he was originally mocked. I think early second is where uh, I see a lot of uh, Kincaid coming off the board. Um, but no, I think you know he could definitely be a guy that steps into an offense and uh, and it pr provides uh, some PPR uh, floor for uh, exactly. a tight end. PPR like, for or, tight end. A position like tight end, yeah. A, a position like tight end where, you know, there's probably six or seven good tight ends that are PPR friendly in the league. He could probably step in and be a guy for you, you know, and have a big couple weeks. Yeah. I, I, All I, right. Go ahead, baby. We got the last pick in the first round. Championship so contending team. What we pick, got? Last pick in the first round. Um, I'm going to go Tajay Spears here, uh, the running back okay. from Tulane. A little um, different. I, I think he was a little different, but I think uh, ultimately on the board right now, I think he's my best uh, running back available. Um, he went to Tulane, small school, I know, but uh, he really stands out on the tape um, as the best player on the field. Uh, he was he stood out in the senior bowl. I don't think he even played that much in the senior bowl. So that tells me that somebody really is in love with him, that he's going to be uh, drafted with really good capital, too. Okay. Um, and so I think it's it's very possible that uh, he could, uh, you know, fall into that third round. I don't think he'll go second round. Um, I think he'll, he'll definitely be a third round pick, though, for sure. And third round running backs usually get a couple years. Um, you know, third round running backs are almost in dynasty and fantasy. I think you got to treat them as a first round pick. Uh, so, you know, depending on if he fall, if he ends up in a situation like Miami or something like that, where he can go and compete for a spot, he'll be obviously in a in a rotation. But there's certainly uh, not a favorite or leader in that clubhouse right now. So yes. I think even somebody like Cincinnati, you know, with Joe Mixon on the outs, possibly there is a potential, you know, for him to, to take over a role. So I'm going to go Tajay Spears here um, running back out of uh, Tulane and uh, we'll go ahead and move it into the second round. Yeah. So second round here, um, like you said, we can go with the same strategy that I go with, you know, tight end or quarterback based on the way the value is going receiver or running backs. But the way I'm looking at it, um, I'm just going to pick the guys that I like and, uh, uh, like I said, I, I really like this prospect, even though he was behind probably one of the best prospects in a while. But I like Rashawn Johnson here um, at 2-1 based on the size, um, uh, kind of what he, he has. He's, he'd be a power back. He wouldn't be a typical PPR guy, but this would be a goal line back. I mean, 6'2", 223 pounds. And he averaged six yards of carry over there in Texas when Bijan was there. Um, so... I just, I just really like the way he's just a hard-nosed runner. Like he, he's just a, one of them typical power backs, and 
he could be that type of power back that's just eating vulturing carries at the goal line and you know like i said he's pretty good for his movement and his vision for his size too so basically another upside pick here it might be a little early too but um with these running back class being so deep you kind of got to go with the players you like i'm going to pick roshan johnson here yeah, I'm kind of going to piggyback off you here for the 2-2. The two -two. I'm going to take <laughs> Tank Bigsby here. Um, I, I think the running back class, like you said, is really deep, and I think this is where you're going to probably see a run on running backs in Dynasty is that early second pick or yeah, early yeah. second. Um, so I'm going to go Tank Bigsby here. Uh, he's a little bit bigger, um, you know, six foot two ten, uh, but doesn't sacrifice too much speed. He ran a 4-5. Uh, for his 40 um, he didn't really stand out in Auburn um, but I think it more or less because Auburn was so bad um, so I think if he goes to a good team and the right spot and they unlock the code I think Tank Bigsby could come out of this class as one of the top running backs in the league so I'm going to take Tank Bigsby here at the 2-2 um, just for how deep this class is I, I think the value is very good here class. to take a, a running back at uh early second yeah this running back in the corner class this class is great i i really appreciate it all right so we'll go here we'll follow that up and uh, we're gonna go we're gonna go ahead and do it here um nothing too crazy but the values here especially if he goes to the right team and i feel like a, this type of player will go to the right team because you're gonna have to know how to use them i'm gonna go jalen hyatt here um with the two three there's too much home run upside here with this guy. Um, like I said, he scored six touchdowns against Alabama, which was the lifetime performance that, you know, he, I just I couldn't believe it. I've never seen anything like it. And the way he took over the game, um, if he goes to a good team and is just that long, deep threat, I mean, we're talking points, the, the, the big 40-yard completions or anything like that where he's catching and getting these long touchdowns. Um, he can He's going to have either those five-point games or he's going to have them 35, 40-point games if he gets two touchdowns for long. So... I like the upside with this one, too. And like I said, if he goes to the right team, I really like it at the 2-3. So I'll take Jalen Hyatt. That's an interesting pick. I think right here that's pretty good value for Hyatt. Um, certainly he could be uh, one that sneaks into the end of the first round. Yeah. All right. So at the 2-4 here, I think um, this is tremendous value in my opinion. <laughs> but I'm going to take Bryce Young here yep. at the 2-4. I think I uh, right around... Right around now is where quarterbacks probably will start to come off the board. Um, at the 2-4, I could take Bryce Young and have the probably the best quarterback out of this class. Very likely he ends up in Carolina, uh, so Carolina is going to have to continue to build around him. Uh, but I just think he's the most polished quarterback in the class. Um, a little undersized at 5'10", but hey, so is Drew Brees. And of course, I'm not saying that he's going to be Drew Brees, but... I like the makeup, the moxie that uh, Bryce Young has, kind of his playmaking ability when things break Love down uh, to get outside the pocket and keep the play alive. So I, I think Bryce Young will be a solid fantasy quarterback for years to come. Yeah, and I'm going to kind of piggyback off you of that too with the 2-5. I'm going to go Anthony Richardson um, just based on oh, the upside. Okay. Um, you know, like you said, it, these are the quarterbacks, and we're not talking with the franchise. We're talking fantasy. And I know Anthony Richardson, he's got a bomb arm. You know, my accuracy might not be there, but accuracy you can work on. So I'm going to trust the upside in the legs, the throwing power, uh, the way he can get out of the pocket, and the speed. So I'm going to piggyback off you, and I think that's great. I think Anthony Richardson here at 2-5, I don't think that's too crazy, especially if he does go to a good team in a good spot. So I'll take uh, Richardson here at 2-5. 
Yeah, Richardson, I think, is is probably very likely going to be a stash for a year or two, but yep. the upside is just ridiculous. And, I mean, even with the rushing ability, <laughs> if he ever figures it really out is, how, to, though, man. Like, how to read the defense and make plays with his arm, that that could be the best pick in the whole draft just yes. based on how many points you could get out of him. So a little bit of a risk, but like you said, the upside here, the value, it's actually pretty good and could be depending on where he goes. So to at the two six here, man, I it's very this is a this is a tough pick here. I think I know where uh, you're gonna go here. You're going running back, aren't you? I you know, I kinda <laughs> wanna lead running back, um, but I just think that there's somebody on the board here that probably should be taken somewhere in this in this area, if not maybe a little bit later. I don't know. I might be a little bit uh speaking lower of it, on the, you got it. I'm going to go Michael Mayer here at six. Okay. I, at the 2-6, I, I just think that the value here for Mayer is good. Obviously, this is a pick that I think is going to have to take some time to develop. Unlike Dalton Kincaid, who could probably come in and be, you know, at least some sort of receiving threat in an offense, I think Michael Mayer is overall all around a better tight end, so he's going to be probably featured or in the game more often as a blocker or even, you know, running short routes on play action. Mm -hmm. So this one might take some time to develop, but I mean, Michael Mayer has all the tools to be a really good tight end in this league. Uh, Could have the draft capital being in the first round. We'll see where he goes, but uh, he could go earlier if he lands in the better, if uh, he lands in a good spot. But I just think the value here for Michael Mayer is a tremendous uh just determining what his upside could be ultimately down the line yeah and i i can't i can't argue that there too because he doesn't he seem like a cowboys type of receiver too or something like that too mm-hmm. where he just goes to a team and ends up being their captain jason witten-esque so yeah i, I cowboys I really, packers oh uh, god one of those teams exactly so man you really put me in a tough spot here jeez because like i said i I'm trying to get players I like, and there's a player I really like, but he's this is way too early to take him. But I'm gonna do it anyway because I've been going through with it. And you gotta love the comparison. So what would you do if I told you this guy was compared to Dante Hall? <laughs> um, what does that sound familiar? Uh, uh, pretty wild, right? It's pretty wild. Who do you have in mind? So Keaton Mitchell from East Carolina Pirates, I have in mind. A um, yeah. little down here, like I said, um, but at the same time, the the way that you can use this guy is like a Darren Sproles, and for fantasy purposes, the way he can, the way he like makes people miss in uh, open field. Like I said, he's tied for ninth in the missed tackles force last year. Um, like I said, he he's just an outstanding. You know, he carries over 15 plus yards. He had 34 last year. That was ranked first. And the way he can catch out of the backfield, too. I mean, in fantasy, it's kind of like that Calvin Austin type of pick where you just kind of hope on the pure upside based on the position value and the speed and the type of gadget guys you can do. So I think you can't really go wrong with the value here like this. Might be a little early, but I'm going to take Keaton Mitchell here. That's an interesting pick. I think that's a a wild card pick if I if I do say myself. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think, he, like you said, the, the running back class is very deep. So all it takes is one team, one good situation for somebody to climb up the ranks, and uh, certainly that could happen. I probably have a few running backs ahead of Keaton Mitchell, but I do think that there is some value here, uh, of course, with all the running backs that are in this class. So, yeah, I think it's an interesting pick. Could be something. Let uh, me ask you this real quick. Um, Okay. Say he goes to a really, really, like say he goes to the Bengals, say fourth round. 
late fourth round. They really don't capitalize on any other running backs. They might sign like a veteran type player, you know, <laughs> Frank Gore. No, not Frank Gore, but so, something like that type of category. Does it change your mind just based on the type of quarterback that he has? So say he goes to a Joe Burrow, a Josh Allen, any type. Does that? How often does that value the position you take? Like, does that bump them up two, three, four, five spots based on the the position thing? Or but for running back, I feel like that's more the case because of the the shelf life, the lifetime of the the, the, the player. You know what I mean? So that's yes. kind of what, what. But I go off of as well, and I just don't know. It, it, I think when people go to those teams, I think it shoots them up draft boards like crazy, as it should. And I just think it's an interesting topic because it's like, do you go off of that or do you go off the players you like? I just think that's an interesting topic. So, yeah, you know, there's obviously going to be players that I like going into the draft here, but I think at the ultimately at the end of the day, landing spot does play a little bit of part in it when you get to this. Uh, point in the draft obviously somebody like Zay Flowers if I'm sitting there at five or six and Zay Flowers falls in the second round I could just say fuck it I like Zay Flowers more than I like Quentin Johnson and I'm gonna take Zay Flowers instead yeah um, but somebody like running back here I do think that uh, landing spot will play a little bit more uh, it'll be heavy a little bit more heavily weighted um, so if he goes to the Bengals obviously that running back room is a little bit open there's no real backup um at, at this time that's established themselves um so and you you know the thing with Mixon, i i don't know do they cut him do they you know kind of move on from him he what if he ends up in minnesota we've already seen things about pot, potentially dalvin cook being just straight up cut so yeah if he goes to one of those running back rooms that it's really you know the dust hasn't settled yet they don't really have a, a true number one or number two in place Certainly, that would put them, you know, move them up in the rankings. Right, exactly. So it's just, it's just interesting uh, way to go about it. I just, it always interests me how people think on that baseline because it is a hard, it's a hard decision. It just, it really mm -hmm. is, and it's like there's, it just depends on which way you lean. And a lot of people do lean that type of way by position, but at the same time, it's like shit happens. People step up. People. You know, injuries happen, you know, so you think exactly. about it, a halfback goes to the Chiefs and tears his freaking leg, you know, tears his ACL or something. He's not going to get another chance because if someone else steps up in that role like a Pacheco, that's his role for good for a little bit. So I just think that 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 you have to think about that as well. Absolutely. All right. So at pick eight here in the second round, I'm going to roll the dice here on talent. I think uh, this running back here has all the talent in the world. Um, and for me to get him here in the late second, I feel comfortable taking him in the mid to late second. But I'm going to go Zach Evans here, uh, running back uh, from Ole Miss, originally transferred from TCU. Uh, you know, that he's clearly talented, but he never really stood out. I mean, he got outperformed by a freshman at, at Ole Miss uh, this past year. So he's really never taken the starting job and ran with it either TCU or Ole Miss, so you kind of wonder, you know, it, it could be a risky pick. I ultimately see Zach Evans ended up being a fourth-round or late third-round pick. He's very talented, um, you know, and in this spot to have a luxury, you know, kind of a mid-late second round, my team's already kind of established, so I, I could take a chance here, swing on upside, uh, depending on where he goes, but I just think the kid's so talented that something you, you got to break – if he breaks through in the NFL, you know, it just works out for you. But certainly there's a lot of risk at this pick, and I, I feel comfortable taking him here, though. No, I, I, I really like the pick. I, I think he, he can go definitely higher, too. I've seen him even go 
in the first round sometimes later in the first round depending on how they do the position value too so zach evans is very talented um very talented player so i like to pick a lot um next pick here i can't say his name jj i really can't um israel abanaconda you know is abanaconda that, Abana- yeah Izzy, yeah Izzy abanaconda yeah we'll call him izzy so i'm gonna take izzy here um I just actually start realizing him the other day. I, I really didn't hear too much about him. I seen a couple highlights. So I watched a little bit like videos of breaking from down, and the guy can find the nose for the end zone, man. I'll tell you that right now. He yeah. had 20 touchdowns last year, which is very. I didn't really hear much. I didn't really watch too much college football like I used to, but I don't really hear this guy as much. But this guy, like I said, just by watching him on film, he just got the nose for the end zone. And, you know, you hear later in the second round. I mean, you look at these type of running backs and. Uh, like I said, he's got speed too, you know, so that's that's the thing. It's just like, I, I mean, why not take a shot here on Izzy, we'll call him. Yeah, I really like this pick. I think Abanaconda is uh, an underrated prospect. And I think the reason a lot of people didn't hear about him is because he played at Pitt, and Pitt wasn't that great. But like you said, he's a, he's a solid running back. I, I could definitely see him being a three-down guy somewhere, um, you know, going in the third or fourth round, uh, maybe even the fifth round. and. Uh, being a guy who just takes off in training camp and earns the starting job. So I really like the pick here in the second round. There's a lot of value here taking Izzy. I really like that pick. Yep, yep. All right, so at 10, I think, again, um, the, the value here is tremendous. I'm going to go C.J. Stroud uh, yeah, at 210. I, 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 it's too late for him. I knew you were yeah. getting him here. You have I, to. I just, I just think you have to, yeah. I mean, 210 to take a quarterback. It's probably an investment for you, if I had to guess, but it it may it might not be. It might be a, a type of situation where you know you were kind of stringing together quarterback starts down the road and in the playoffs, and you just fell short. Uh, but I think C.J. Stroud, obviously, depending on where he goes, um, he he could be a very steady, you know, kind of that 10 to 15 middle of the road type of quarterback in fantasy. He's not going to give you a ton of points with his legs, but I think. He's athletic enough to, if he had to make a play with his legs, he's going to go ahead and do it. So there's definitely potential, you know, in the red zone for him to, you know, if a play breaks down, he might be able to get the ball in the end zone. Um, But no, I just think the fall here at 210 is just too far for CJ Stroud. And um, I think the value here is just tremendous because I think he's going to get multiple opportunities to be the guy wherever he goes. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And like you said, it's just... It's a matter of time before he turns into a, a like a really good quarterback. And dude, you're here at the two ten, and you could possibly get one of the best quarterbacks in the draft. I mean, I you, I think you have to take even if you have a quarterback, just based on if he does hit, that's a trade value piece. You know what I mean? And then you can go get your running back, go get your receiver. So I really like that pick a lot, JJ. Um, this one's really tough for me. There's two guys I want to go with here, and I, I don't know if you're gonna pick the other one, but um, I'm gonna go Darnell Washington here. And the okay. reason why, even though he's a blocking tight end, I just feel like there's such a good upside here. And you hear multiple scouts and say if there's anybody who's going to pop off a tape and can get like can physically get better and get better as a receiver. I mean, the speed is there. The size is there. Darnell Washington, I mean, you, he could possibly be a top 10 tight end in the league. And the way that his size is and his speed and just the way that he's going to be out there on all downs. Um, I, I feel like it wouldn't be bad here to take him at 211 just based on all that. So I'll take him here at the 211. Yeah, I like the pick. Um, I I, it, I think he popped in the combine. I really think uh, it, he showed out and showed out of his athleticism. So for him to be that good of a blocker and then that big of an athlete, I think, yeah, it 
if you can develop his pass catching abilities, his pass catching traits, certainly he could be a tight end that does it all at what six seven two fifty. Not if you went to the Patriots, dude. Oh my God. Oh man, that would be yeah, awesome. I, I've seen him mock to a lot of teams like the 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 Titans. Um, certainly the Lions could be one of those teams for how they want to run the ball. Um, man, you know, being that six lineman, man. No, uh, it could be could be a pick there, but yeah, I, I think um, here in the second round that's pretty good value, um, even if uh, you did want to look at the tight end spot. But no, I really like the pick there. All right, last pick, man. What you got? All right, so I'll go ahead and take us home here. Um, I think again, the wide receivers in this class. I think the the uh, basic theme that you're gonna see is that there's a lot of guys that are like five nine, five ten, five eleven. Um, that are good receivers. So I'm going to take Marvin Mims here at the 212 yeah, uh, wide receiver from Oklahoma. I know he's a little undersized, uh, might have to develop a little bit more routes, uh, but he's got good hands. He, he goes up and uh, gets a lot of contested catches. He was very productive at Oklahoma too. Um, so I think he could come in, you know, be a, probably a second or third round pick in the NFL. Uh, but uh, again, he's does well in space. He's a good runner after the catch kind of guy. So he's probably going to be working primarily in the slot and underneath. Um, but I think there's a potential here, depending on where he goes, that Marvin Mims could certainly work out and uh, be a, a very productive receiver in this league. Yeah, 100%. I like Marvin Mims a lot. Did you ever consider Will Levis here based on the upside? No. I, I'm considering, you know, maybe a running back, uh, you know, with that pick, somebody maybe like a Chase Brown. Okay. Um, there's a little bit of questions about Sean Tucker and his uh, his health, um, but even Dwayne McBride here, uh, I think Chase Brown, Dwayne McBride, um, are probably the 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 quarterback or the running backs that I would look at coming off the board. Uh, another name that I'll throw out there is a wild card that might uh, be drafted a little bit higher than people expect is Jaden Reed from Michigan State. Um, I think uh, if he gets third round draft capital, uh, there's certainly a possibility where he's going to leapfrog some of these kind of, uh, I would say, tier three, tier four receivers. But I like Jaden Reed a lot. I think he did uh, some good things at the senior bowl. Uh, He can run and get open. He doesn't have the elite top end speed. Um, but what he what he lacks in speed, he'll make up for in route running ability. So I, I think those are a few guys that you might even think about early in the third. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that wraps up the the round here. So let's go. Let's just do a little recap here. What uh, what would be the what's the best value pick here for me? And we'll do you too. So I guess I'll do your favorite. My favorite value for you is C.J. Stroud. You got the two ten. Kind of don't know mm-hmm. how it happened, but I think that right there could be the pick pick of the draft just based on the pure upside. Um, if I had to do a position value one, I mean, <sighs> Michael Mayer too, right there at the uh, what was it? The two six is pretty great too. I can't even lie. <laughs> like if he can turn into a good tight end there at the two six, I think that's a good pick. So that's what I would say. Those would be the picks for me. Yeah, for you, I really liked uh, getting Izzy Abanaconda right there at the two nine. I think he's been climbing up draft boards because of how well he's done um, in his workouts. And I mean, he really stands out on tape too. He was yes. really, you know, the bell cow in Pittsburgh. So I, I really like the value there uh, with uh, Izzy Abanaconda. Um, I even think uh, getting JSN at three, I, I, I arguably he could go there at two and 
Um, I think he's done enough in this pre-draft process to lock locked up the number one receiver in this draft spot. It's crazy to me that people three, four months ago were saying that he wouldn't have been a first-round pick last year. Um, and it's a lot so, of, yeah. I, I think the combine, he shut a lot of people up. I think that's 100% yeah. what happened, especially with that shuttle the time. Con- Exactly. So I think you know, to me, he's an Amon Ross St. Brown type of guy. Yep. Like he's going to be really good and intermediate. He's going to be a PPR monster. So it's certainly taking him at three, arguably he could be a top two pick in this draft. I really like that there, but I also like getting a chain at nine. I think uh, that was a pretty solid pick there. I was, I was looking at him at eight thinking about him at eight, but definitely going to pull the trigger at 10. Uh, so really like getting a chain there at uh at the one nine. Yeah, no, definitely good draft here. Like I said, ours is coming up here pretty soon. We can't wait. Um, hopefully, no one in our, our league's listening. Even though it doesn't matter, it's all fun and games. But uh, JJ, like I said, appreciate it. Um, guys, like and subscribe. Um, like I said, we're we're gonna be doing this a lot more. Even though some bullshit episodes during the se- the season just to get us over a lot of fun topics. So I can't wait for that one too. Appreciate everybody uh, for the support and for listening. And uh, like Halzer said, till next time. Till next time, boys. Take it easy. Hey, this is Hells here. I just want to thank you guys for tuning in here. And uh, this has been tremendous. Like I said, we can't thank you guys enough for what has been happening and the feedback we've been getting. Um, We're going to keep going. I appreciate it. I just want to take a special shout out to Anchor for helping us out. Uh, We had our podcast before with the uh, Up in the Booth, me and JJ. And uh, we were in the beginning stage and we were learning. But now we're starting to understand the podcasting platform and anchor has helped us out so much, especially with the tutorials that they use. Um, like I said, it's free to use millions of users are on this right now. And like I said, if there's just a way you want to start a podcast and you're just really not sure how to do it, go visit the anchor website, take a look at it. And I'm, I, it's going to be really easy to use. And like I said, if you guys have any questions, please feel free to contact me. My Twitter handle is Chelsea eight C H E L Z a eight. I'll definitely be willing to help you, but this has just been a loads of fun and anchor has helped us made this very easy when it could have been more difficult and i just can't thank anchor enough so uh yeah i, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this and hopefully you guys allow me in the way but i'll be on the way word of mac i'm finally swimming in the finest waves watch the way the lies to live here in an honest way no time to wait i do it before it's time to face so on delay been so close to filling my heart i'm like a drop away so many leave me out in the yard alone with a lot to rake what's the reason for it why I give them the time of day no namaste i got secrets safe for me and locked away look in the darkness of these verses see my silhouette give it a minute for it to hit you do you feel me yet i headed out west a couple months came back and still i rep my city and where i came from everything right here is left and that's the important thing that most these rappers still forget now how they gonna camp on every song claiming it's still the best thought it'd be different but now but look it's still a mess so i'm writing like i'm